0: Welcome everyone to FF Plus, your outlet for weekly reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free. As always, I'm your host, Aaron White, and I'm excited to be here and share some films with you today. For this episode, I have two new reviews. We'll get started right away with the first, which is Missing from Sony Pictures. This is actually a newly releasing on-disc review, not a theatrical review. Kind of doing a little bit of a different thing here because normally I would be reviewing the special features pretty much only for disc reviews, but since I didn't get a chance to see this in theaters because I was at Sundance, I thought I would just review this traditionally instead for the first time. So Missing Stars, Storm Reed, Joaquin de Almeida, Ken Leung, Amy Landecker, Daniel Henney, and Nia Long. It is directed by Will Merrick and Nick Johnson, their feature directorial debut. And it is written by Sev Ohanian and Anish Shiganti. The cinematography is by Stephen Hollerin, and the music is by Julian Sherrill. It runs 111 minutes and is rated PG 13 for some strong violence, language, teen drinking, and thematic material. What's it about? After her mother goes missing, a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online. Now, missing is sort of the. Spiritual sequel, if you will, to the writing duo of Seva Ohani and Anish Shiganti's first film called Searching. It's interesting because Searching was about a teenage girl who had lost her mother to lymphoma and gone missing, and her dad is the one who used technology to find her. In a somewhat flipped but very similar script, now we have a teenage girl who lost her dad to a brain tumor and ends up herself having to use technology to try and find her mom who goes missing on a vacation with her boyfriend. The setup for this one also sort of ties the two films together. Our main character of June, played by Storm Reid, is watching an episode of a true crime show within the film's universe called Unfiction And the episode is an adaptation of the events of the movie Searching. (laughs) So it's kind of a universe connecting type of deal where June has, in theory, learned some of her strategies that she will employ throughout this movie from watching this show and seeing how cases like the one in Searching were solved. It kind of makes the movies exist as like parts of an anthology. And it's really fun. The film uses a very similar structure to tell its story. That is, it's unique because it is entirely told through the use of digital screens and technology. We don't watch characters acting in a traditional way unless we're seeing them through the lens of, say, a cell phone camera or a security camera or a webcam from a laptop. Everything in the movie is done that way. You see characters typing into the internet search bars. You see scrolling through Google documents. It's really, really an intriguing concept. And just like in searching, it is expertly done. I mean, this is something that could go so wrong and be so boring, but they have managed to make it incredibly intense and and really a truly give it that thriller techno feel by the way that the film shows itself. The editing is the star, first and foremost. It just the way that they are able to cut and use these tools to craft things is unbelievable. It works so well. It's exciting, it's interesting and it's very relatable as well. I think that's one of the most fun parts of missing and searching as well. Is that you find yourself being able to think about how you yourself would use some of the tools that the characters do uh, to solve their problems. Things like find my phone or looking up someone's address or phone number from a website Tool on the internet. Basically, anyone who's ever Instagram stalked a crush, this is a movie for you. As for the story itself, June's mom, as I mentioned, goes missing when she is on this vacation trip to Colombia with her boyfriend. Once that actually happens, June back home goes off on a journey to try and find her. She teams up with Javier, a Colombian gig worker, think services like TaskRabbit, for example which is in this film, but it's like the Colombian version of that. And he provides help for this search for her mother on the ground in person to accomplish tasks that she is not able to. The story plays out like an incredibly thrilling mystery. It's got some lessons in there, I think, about how digging into the private parts of people's lives can lead to making assumptions about them that may or may not be correct. It also kind of touches on the idea that keeping secrets can be more harmful later than just maybe telling the truth and dealing with painful issues in the moment might be. The story itself gets increasingly twisty, and I don't say this lightly because I have seen many, many films, and rarely do stories surprise me, but this one was truly unpredictable, There were multiple times that I found myself completely shocked. It does go off the rails a bit towards the end plot-wise in what seems like an unhealthy desire for the filmmakers to just get crazier and crazier, but I did gasp more than once while watching this, and I think that that counts for something. It's maybe not the best when you look back at it on the whole, and you say to yourself, Would that hold up on a rewatch? But in the moment, there's no denying how locked in you are to this story and following these characters and wanting to know what is happening and why. So it does its job. The internet sleuthing is, again, brilliantly effective. I don't think that the characters are as emotionally powerful as they were in Searching. So there's a little bit of a knock on this film there because they just don't have the same sort of drive for me when I'm connecting to the characters. I mean, I care about what is happening. I obviously want June to find her mother, but it didn't hook me in that same way. Like I was not compelled to cry at any time. This was... Just solely for me, much more of a great ride as a pure hardcore thriller that I just wanted to enjoy the anxiety-inducing style of, um, be entertained by, enjoy Storm Reed, who is a fantastic actress uh, as usual. She is great in this. I think everyone else is fine, but Storm and her character June, she has to go through the ringer. And she gets to show the range that we know she's capable of and really just shines. I-, I love this. I thought it was a very, very good movie. It's something that I can easily recommend to pretty much everyone. There are some great special features on the disc, by the way. Uh, there is a commentary. I listened to just a very slight amount of it and I really enjoyed it. I plan to go back. And there are some behind the scenes featurettes that talk about the Easter eggs in the movie. Uh, also, like the way that they utilize social media mystery and online crimes and misdirection in this film so there's some good stuff on this disc version that I would definitely recommend picking this up if you enjoy it Missing is on digital available now to watch but it will be available on Blu-ray and DVD to buy on March 28th and yes again I recommend this I think that pretty much everyone should check this out if you're into twisty kind of techno thrillers It's, it's good stuff All right, so our second film that we are going to talk about today is Tetris from Apple TV+. It stars Taryn Egerton, Toby Jones, Nikita Yefremov, Sophia Lebedeva, Roger Alam, Anthony Boyle, Togo Igawa, Ken Yamamura, and Ben Miles. It is directed by John S. Baird and written by Noah Pink. The cinematography is by Alwyn H. Kuchler, and music is by Lauren Bauf. It runs 118 minutes and is rated R for language. What's it about? The true story of the high stakes legal battle to secure the intellectual property rights to Tetris. This is not a video game movie. First and foremost, this is a video game adjacent movie. The intent when the filmmakers got together and decided to dramatize this incredibly interesting story was to make a movie that resembled the tone of the social network. I would say they sort of achieved that. I think that the story itself is incredibly interesting. The history of Tetris is told to us in the beginning of the film in a very fun way. The movie starts off bouncy and energetic. It uses a lot of animation, pixelated animation, and video game references, and it just feels much more like a video game connected property than it eventually is going to later on. So it does that while we're meeting the characters, we're learning about the setup of what is going on. Tetris was developed by a Russian named Alexei. And there was, at the time, a a real problem with figuring out who owned the rights to publish Tetris. And not just the rights overall, but there were various layers to the rights of Tetris where it was console video game rights or arcade cabinet video game rights and ultimately handheld console video game rights. Which is what Nintendo would get into the mix and try to obtain so that they could put Tetris on their upcoming new handheld, the Game Boy. It is ultimately what turns out to be just a very compelling story where there are these multiple parties vying for control and there are a lot of lies. There is a lot of nastiness happening and all of this. Under the backdrop of a Soviet Union that is still at the time run by Mikhail Gorbachev and communism, and not an attempt to necessarily do what is best for the creator, but a desire to do what is best for Mother Russia. And while doing what is best for Mother Russia, that is defined in large part by not letting Mother Russia show weakness. Uh, and so what we have is a character played by Taryn Egerton named Hink Rogers, who discovers Tetris and buys what he believes is some rights to make Tetris. And he ends up hooking up with Nintendo and informing them that he can get the worldwide handheld rights to this video game. He then gambles it all by flying himself to Russia to try and negotiate himself. At that point, the film changes from what it started off with as this, like I said, bouncy, video gamey kind of movie, and becomes very much a high-intensity espionage technology thriller of sorts. There is always a sense of danger that is happening for his character while he is in Russia, and... There is a battle that is ongoing between all of the different parties, some of which are very much out for themselves, and some of which are not telling the truth. And there's Hink, who is an incredibly charismatic guy. Egerton plays these type of characters so well, and he's by far the best performance in the movie. But he's also a very honest person. And despite myself having some issues with the characterization of him, I think that it shows us a person who does have this determination and the movie does a good job of portraying the kind of effort it can take to obtain rights, and I put this in air quotes, you can't see me right now, to some sort of IP. It, you can get lost in this movie a little bit in the specifics, in the phrasing, and the wording, and the corporate language of it all. At the heart of it, what you do always know, though, and what they do a good job of depicting is there's a video game here that people clearly see is going to change the world with regards to how influential it could be as a puzzle game. And that is, in fact, what happened once Tetris hit the market. There are people, there are visionaries who are able to foresee that, and there are people who are so determined to battle through and risk a lot to accomplish achieving and attaining the rights to publish this game. One of my bigger issues with the movie is that this character of Hink Rogers is somewhat portrayed as what I think is a hero. He is, however, still very selfish, just like the rest of the people he's involved in this fight with he puts his life on the line he in a way risks or endangers his family once he's coming up against the soviets he's repeatedly told to stop and go home and not continue or he's going to face some consequences but he is determined to do this and he is the very typical character who claims He's doing this because he made a promise to his family, that he was going to achieve XYZ, and XYZ requires them making a lot of money. And so, for me, I have a little bit of an issue with a character who is making these choices not for humanitarian reasons. At one point, he does strike up somewhat of a friendship with Alexei, the original creator of Tetris. It's kind of sweet, to be honest, and it has pretty happy ending. But the reality is that what he does for Alexei doesn't come until after the fact in the movie. And so it's not like it was a driving force of his decision making as I'm doing this for this person who, you know, in this day and age, Alexei, the creator of Tetris was getting nothing. He was not being rewarded for his amazing, influential design of this video game. And so I just have a little bit of a a problem with the way that they give us this main character and the way that they, I think, want us to feel about him is not quite how I felt about him. I also have an issue with some of the supporting performances. Basically, every character is a caricature of someone, and it doesn't always fit tonally for me. The mixture of that bombastic, fun, video game, energetic, pixel animation that is mixed in with the normal live action filmmaking like that that doesn't mix well with the kind of hardcore political corporate thriller part in the middle of this i like them both independently and i, I kind of wish that they would have just picked a lane uh, the movie ultimately ends up having this just insanely ridiculous and unrealistic, this car chase that did not actually happen, including some of the very famous heads of the Nintendo Corporation. And again, like in a vacuum, it's a funny scene, but it didn't fit well with the rest of the movie for me. And so I I had a lot of fun with Tetris. I enjoyed learning the story behind this game. It is absolutely bonkers and it is worth reading up on even after you watch the movie because the movie doesn't quite depict it perfectly as most dramatized biopics don't but it is just about as nuts (laughs) the way that this all happened and it is so unlikely that it went down this way and yet all the marbles fell into the perfect holes and we were able to enjoy this game being on the Nintendo Game Boy. And again, it did end up, in a sense, changing the world in a way uh, with how popular it became. And so I I think that it is a, a very fun movie. I think that they maybe set the bar too high. And they probably shouldn't have said in interviews that that was the comparison they were trying to go for was the social network, because that is just a perfect film. And this is not that. But Tetris will be available streaming on Apple TV Plus on March 31st and is well worth sitting down, spending a couple hours and enjoying. Last thing I gotta say, I was incredibly interested to find out how or if they were going to work in the original Tetris theme song because it's very, very recognizable and it is awesome. Lauren Bauf did a wonderful job of using that theme in different ways throughout the film in parts of the score. He sped it up, he slowed it down. There's some real jams on this, and I actually can't wait to get the soundtrack and listen to that on its own. So that's another big plus in this movie is it's just got great music throughout, both songs and the score. Uh, so definitely check it out. Check it out when it comes out on Apple TV+. It's well worth You know, five bucks for the month or six bucks for the month to subscribe to the service and watch this and watch shrinking, watch the new season of Ted Lasso, and then cancel if you just want to spend you know one month doing all that. But yeah, check it out. I think I would recommend this to pretty much anybody. It's a good movie. It's just not great, and I really wanted great, and I'm a little bummed by that. Well, that's it for this week on FF Plus. Hopefully, I have provided you with some information that will help you in making your decisions about what to see. If you do see one of the movies that I have talked about, please let me know. I like to chat. Links to find me and the podcast on all of our social media channels are in the show notes to each and every episode. Also, if you're enjoying us, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and anywhere else that you may listen to podcasts. It always helps out and is always much appreciated. I'll be back soon, of course. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filled.